the System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Hey, y'all. I am so excited to share this guest with you today. Robert is somebody that I love sharing with other people, and I love when we get in the same room or run into each other at Barnes & Noble. Like He's just such a joy, and I think you guys are really going to love what he has to say. So, Robert, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. And by the way, the feeling is definitely mutual. That's funny you mentioned running into each other at Barnes & Noble, (laughs) the conversation that we had. So I I appreciate you so much, and you've been one of the most supportive people in my throughout business this year. So the feeling is absolutely mutual. Yay. I love when that happens. Um, so go ahead and just kind of start off by shooting in a couple of details about yourself and talk about entrepreneurs dinner and all that good stuff. Sure. So um, Robert James Collier, the founder of entrepreneurs dinner, entrepreneurs dinner brings together entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs for an invite intimate and curated event um, that allows each person to share what their business is, what their biggest challenge or hurdle in business is, and then most importantly, how they can help others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our dinners are typically hosted in beautiful private residences. We have private chefs serving deli- delicious four-course meals, mm-hmm. uh, bartenders serving your favorite mixed drinks, and then videographers and photographers capturing the entire thing. So I'm the, the founder of that and um, also just enjoy traveling, meditation, and uh, just all things business and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Robert has just like one of the coolest lives, I think, that I know of like anybody that I've met. Um, And he actually just um, last month did a TED Talk, like big, big deal, um, which is super amazing. And we'll have it linked up in the show notes so you can go check it out. Um, I guess whenever you, is it even up right now? It's not up yet. It'll be up around Thanksgiving. Okay, cool. So we'll get it when that happens. So, um, so if you go and check it out, then, then you'll see it. But Awesome. Awesome. So let's dive in to the system that you're sharing today, which is your event pre-process. And as somebody who's gone through it um, myself, I, I recognize the power of it. And it's not necessarily because of the fact that it's a system. It, it is one of the most uh, humanistic systems I've ever experienced in the sense of you really think about the details from their perspective of how you want them to feel um, coming to the entrepreneur's dinner. And then also on your end of making sure that they're a right fit for the entrepreneur's dinner. And we'll get into that, you know, as we talk about, um, about your event pre-process, but go ahead and kind of describe your business, maybe either before you implemented a system or kind of what it looked like when you did your first entrepreneur's dinner and maybe some things that you're like, we got to switch this up. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) the first entrepreneur's dinner was, was basically just a gathering of friends and people in Dallas, Texas, because I knew really interesting entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that were working on really cool projects, but they didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I wanted to get people together, but I wanted to do away from the traditional style of networking. Right. A lot of the networking events we go to, they just feel salesy and just transactional, mm-hmm. just not genuine. So I wanted to contribute and bring back in that authentic feeling. So instead of having uh, this meeting at a hotel or venue, we wanted to bring it into a home. Instead of having finger foods, we wanted to actually sit down and have a meal. And mm. I noticed that people really connected well. So from that, one of the attendees asked, when's the next one? 
Mm -hmm. And it was never intended to be a business, but from that, we actually started creating a business. So um, there were no systems really put in place in the beginning. It was just a lot of uh, wanting to have genuine people come in and make genuine connections and benefit from each other. But I won't say it was chaotic. It was never really chaotic, but mm -hmm. it was definitely more difficult, more challenging um, in the beginning before we started putting some systems in place. Yeah, love that. And so was there, I guess, once somebody said, when's the next one? Is that when you were like, okay, I have to figure out how to expand past family and friends or what that looks like. Um, and then you kind of decided there had to be a pre-process. Yeah. The interesting part is that um, I've been fortunate in that um, this entire business has been built by word of mouth referrals from people like you. Um, you've been awesome about that. Yeah. And yeah. And just people who are genuinely uh, getting value from it and sharing it with other people. So I still haven't went beyond necessarily my network because it's been really awesome. largely organic, which is great. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Um, but we wanted, I wanted to do a pre-process because I wanted to make sure that the caliber of right. attendees were high. So the pre-approval process that we started was with the intent of making sure that it's uh, high caliber and uh, that it remains intimate because it seems right. like with a lot of networking events, a lot of tries at good uh, events where you can connect with people there's a lack of intimacy and so that kind of leads into why we do the actual pre-approval process that we have right and that's definitely one of the many things that differentiates your i wouldn't even call them networking events like i just call them dinners to other people i don't even say the word networking um i don't know but, yeah um and because it's so much it's so much more than networking and so um i think that that the pre-approval process is one of the reasons that I know it's worth my time to go to dinners. Um, I'm an event junkie, so I love to go to events, but I'm also very, very uh, particular about the events I go to. So I know and I trust you because of your pre-event process that these people are going to be amazing people, whether it's for just like personal friendships, business relationships, whatever it, it looks like. And so um, I'm excited for people to kind of get the inside scoop on what it looks like. So I mean, every time it's so funny uh, because every time I send somebody to you, they call me right afterwards. Every single person, I kid you not. They call me right afterwards and like, who the hell did you just send me to? Like he like read my soul. I wanted to cry or I did cry. And it's awesome in, in an amazing transformational way. Um, and so it's, it's always hilarious because I know when they call, they call you because they call me right <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's hilarious. But anywho, go ahead and walk us through the steps of what that uh, event pre-process looks like. Yeah. So what I want to do, again, with the idea of maintaining high quality and also intimacy is provide a sort of process whereby I can see at a glance um, just generally what type of person is applying, mm -hmm. uh, what they need help with, how they can help other entrepreneurs. Um, and then I provide them into more of a funnel um, essentially for how we can connect over the phone. So what the pre-approval process looks like is they go to entrepreneursdinner.com backslash apply. From there, they fill out a short application, which includes information about uh, their name, their business, uh, what their biggest challenge or hurdle currently is, how they think they can help other people, and some other more detailed information about their business. So from there, what happens is I have in the back end a spreadsheet that has all of our applicants 
um, mm -hmm. who've ever applied to entrepreneurs did. Oh, wow. And I'm able to use color coding in order to define uh, which applicants have attended, which have not attended, mm -hmm. um, and those who are just applying. So then from there, what I do is those who have applied, who look like they may be a good fit for Entrepreneur's Dinner, mm -hmm. I actually reach out to them via text. And again, this is that level of intimacy, right? Yep. So mm -hmm. I text them from my personal cell phone and say, hey, um, you know, I reviewed your application for X, Y, and Z business. Um, I'd love to learn more about you and just kind of what you're up to in the world. And then I invite them to schedule a phone call with me at a certain date and time. So mm -hmm. what I use is Calendly. Mm -hmm. I use Calendly to allow people to schedule uh, times to speak with me and they'll go to my Calendly, they'll book the time. And then from there, then that's when kind of the real fun happens when we have that, that phone call where um, we have, we've had people uh, cry on the phone with me. Um, mm -hmm. Just say that the phone call alone has been well worth any investments into Entrepreneur's Dinner and beyond. I um, mean, people just get some real, real clarity about their business and themselves and how they kind of want to contribute in the world in business. But essentially what the phone call is, is like you said earlier, it's an opportunity for uh, me to vet the person I'm speaking with to see if they're actually a good fit for entrepreneurs dinner. That's, um, that's really important actually real quickly because some people, you know, you, you'll have uh, calls or sales calls and it's really just trying to close the person you're speaking with. Right. At the same time, I'm genuinely like, I'm not trying to close you. Right. Uh, if you're not a good fit, I honestly don't want you there. Um, <laughs> right. And so I, I had a conversation with somebody else. Um, they were like, man, I, you know, I wanted to buy a ticket, but I wish I would have just come and did it. And we'd have to have a phone call. I was like, I was vetting you out just as much as you were vetting me out. Mm -hmm. I need that phone call. And I've had people who are millionaires and do very well for themselves. And I did not let them into Entrepreneur's Dinner because uh, we didn't have a good phone call or we didn't have a phone call at all. Yeah. So, Going back to the process, uh, part of it is me betting them, but then also I ask some really uh, penetrating and, and kind of insightful questions uh, to get to the core of who they are. And it's really, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's challenging for the person I'm speaking with because oftentimes these are questions that they've never been asked before. Yep. And I sure as hell haven't been asked by a complete stranger, like just talking. Right. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's jarring. It's jarring for a lot yes. of people, but uh, people come out on the other side feeling a little bit more clear, um, enlightened, not to use a spiritual term, but like yeah. a little bit more, oh, yeah, enlightened about what it is that they're moving towards. So that completes that aspect. Of so real quick about the questions, are there, do you have like a script or are you one of those just like intuitive question askers? Because I think I, you have... I don't, I mean, people haven't said like what questions you asked necessarily or, or whatever else, but everyone basically says like, I've never been asked this before, or like, I almost didn't even know how to answer this question because it was just so like that synapse in your brain hasn't, <laughs> hasn't worked yet. Uh, so is it something that you have kind of a path you take people on or is it very just like intuitive, um, intuitive hits? It's, it's kind of a combination of both. Okay. Um, so I have a set of questions that I have in my head that I want to ask. Um, and I have a document that has those questions out, but I don't, I'm not going to ask the same questions to the same person. Right. A lot of times it's just a conversation with that person and wherever the conversation weaves is where I'll ask certain questions. So uh, the mm -hmm. conversation that I have with you is going to be different than the conversation that I have with 
um, person A, B, and C that you may refer to me. Right. It, it uses a similar uh, pathway in terms of what it is I'm trying to bring out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of how we get to that end goal, that, that typically can change. Yeah, which I think is really cool and also talks just about how personalized and how it's not just reading a sales script or like, you know, because I think when it comes to building intimacy and, um, and really connecting with people, it's not about the scripts and the templates. I'm a script and template person. So me saying this is like, whatever, but I truly believe that you, you can't get to the heart of people using a script. Like you just can't. Um, and so I think it's really powerful that you understand where you're trying to take people, but it looks differently every single time. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, um, humans, we're just capable of really reading bullshit, mm-hmm. incredible bullshit meters. Uh, mirror, uh, yeah. And we're just becoming more sophisticated salespeople. Um, mm-hmm. So if someone's coming at you with a script and they're coming to close you, you may not be able to vocalize it, but you internally feel like something weird is happening here. And there's science back this. There's things called mirror neurons where we can, we can mirror um, the emotions or the activity that's going on in the person that we're speaking with, even if we don't necessarily see them. Um, Mm. And so, yeah, when you, when you work from a script and you're just very robotic and just, very eh, 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 like that, then the person that you're speaking with feels that. So if you don't have the flexibility, if you don't have the intimacy um, with that person, then the results are actually going to be much far worse than if you did kind of go off script at certain times. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. So then after you do the questions, then what happens? So after we do the questions, um, if they're a good fit for entrepreneurs dinner and likewise, we're a good fit for them, we can Mm -hmm. help them out. Uh, then we invite them to reserve their seat for entrepreneur's dinner. Mm-hmm. So then what we currently use is Eventbrite. Uh, we'll probably be changing that sometime next year, but we use Eventbrite, which includes the details about the dinner, um, except that we don't say the location. We always try to keep the location a secret until the day of the event. There's not any reason for that. I just think <laughs> I stick with it. Like, right. I think it's a cool thing to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, telling the event. Uh, location. So it has all this stuff there and people can reserve their seats. Um, and then from there, that's really it. You know, I follow up with them with a text message, um, the day of the event to let them know where it is. Um, I welcome them to the community prior to that, you know, just congratulating them on making, taking that next step because for a lot of people, it's a step. Um, oh, totally. To be, you know, to attend an event like Entrepreneur's Dinner, it signifies that you're serious about your business, you're serious yeah. about the commitment to your business, you're serious about, um, you know, raising your, your circle of influence. Um, the old adage that you are the five people, the average of the five people you surround yourself with is so true. And so I true. know that by being connected with people like you, Jordan, by being connected with um, other people within the Entrepreneur's Dinner circle and outside, my level has raised because the average people that I'm around are just doing incredible shit, just doing awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's some of what entrepreneurs didn't provide. So it is a step to, to move in that, but um, that's essentially what the process is. And then, you know, we just have this uh, amazing experience at the actual dinner. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think um, another reason that people have that transformation is because you are having to step up and say, I am serious about this because again, a lot of networking events, 
And not that hobbies are bad or not that um, you're just kind of wanting to tinker a little bit. However, I'm very serious. My business is my livelihood. Um, so I, I don't have time for tinkering um, as, you know, I guess ridiculous that sounds, but I just don't. And so I think the type of people that enter the room from everywhere, we've, you know, I've, whatever, I've given you people from Michigan, I've met people from DC, California, all over the place. And, um, and the fact that it's in hometown Dallas makes me really happy. But um, I think that that also just, you have to step up into that because so many people are afraid to even just like say, I own a business. They're like, oh, you know, I'm, I've got this like side hustle thing or, oh, you know, I sell these every once in a while. And in the room of entrepreneurs who are serious like that, you have to say, this is my business and I am here to change the world and impact in whatever way it is. And so I think, um, you know, no matter what the range of where you're at in your business, every single person there has that mindset. Um, and so I don't know if you want to talk about just like how you, I guess, find that mindset in people when you are asking them questions or reading their applications and stuff, because, I think it can be really hard to do that just in real life with people. Um, but I think I agree with you that kind of the, the BS meter, you know, we can, we can read it a lot easier now, but just yeah. kind of getting your take on that. Yeah. So one thing I would say is you're absolutely right. The, the entrepreneurs that attend um, are serious and it's, it's, it's great because we have the full gamut of entrepreneurs. We right. have people who are, um, you know, in the middle who are doing very good with their business and they're building it up. They're serious. It's their livelihood and they want to continue down the spectrum. We have people who have exited multi-million dollar businesses and are millionaires and uh, mm -hmm. basically looking to give back to other people while kind of receiving right. some energy from uh, the people at this event. And then we also have people who are just in the beginning stages and don't mm -hmm. know exactly what the next steps are. And they come to Entrepreneurs Dinner to connect with people like you and others who are further mm -hmm. down the path than they are. The, the best part about it is that while everybody is serious about their business and their contribution to the world that they want to create, it's just this super relaxed atmosphere. Like oh, yeah. because we've done the curating, because you know when you come there, you're going to have good people. It just allows everybody to be themselves and just be genuine, yeah. um, which is something that's unique and, and something I'm really proud about. But in terms of being able to identify that, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's necessarily, um, like, I don't have like a four point checklist. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't have, um, you check certain boxes. I'm still trying to figure out exactly, uh, what are the attributes of our best, uh, attendees like you and, and some of the other people that we have. And I don't know what those are yet. It's mm -hmm. really just more of, um, a feel. It's just a feel of this mm -hmm. person sounds serious. Um, sometimes it's like, I think we can really help this person out. I know, I know they say that their problem is they don't have enough money. That's right. not really it. Like they just need to be connected with the people who are further along than they are. And I know somebody who's coming to this event that's in the same industry that can help them out. So I'm going to take a chance and invite them to this because I know that they really want to make it happen for themselves. Mm -hmm. So it is sort of more that, um, it's based upon Phil. And the other thing mm -hmm. is I've been, I've been fortunate that we've attracted some really great people. Yeah. Um, Cause we could have just got just crappy people that apply <laughs> you know, straight up. Like we could have just got, you know, hundreds. Crazies. Yeah. Just like all sorts of stuff happened in the world. Yeah. And like, 
you know, but we've had some really good people. Um, yeah. so I've been fortunate in that in that regard too. I know. I just got like a hit that I feel like this is like a book. I don't know if you're even thinking about writing a book, but I just feel like it's a book. <laughs> we should definitely talk more about that. <laughs> we will. We will. Yeah. That yeah. yeah I, and that's something I am open to. Nice. I dig it. Well, I'm going to do the last couple questions. Uh, what was your best financial investment in business? Yeah. And you and I have spoken about this mm -hmm. before and my best financial investment in business has been meditation. Mm -hmm. um, the impacts that meditation have has in my life are far reaching. So it doesn't just apply to my personal life. It doesn't just apply to my spiritual life. It applies to business and all of the above. So the best uh, financial investment I make was actually attending a 10 day meditation retreat where there's uh, no cell phones, there's no talking, there's no internet. It's just 10 days of pure meditation, roughly 12 hours in the day. Um, and it's, one of the most physically and mentally exhausting and challenging things I've ever done in my life. And it's mm. also one of the most rewarding. The benefits of meditation to me are being able to have a greater perspective on life, um, being able to view things that I can control separately from things that I cannot control, right? In business, what that means is uh, being able to identify the factors that you should work towards and uh, make an incremental process on versus those that you have absolutely no um, ability to influence and, um, and, and things like um, just being more calm and more peaceful and more centered and more aware of what my purpose is. All these things are benefits that meditation offers and they have direct transference to uh, my business life and also my, my relationships and personal life as well. So that's yeah. definitely been the best financial investment I've made in my life. Yeah, I love that. And you are the only person so far that has said that, which I also like. <laughs> and I'm not surprised why. Um, and then what was your worst financial investment in business? <laughs> oh. What's my worst? I don't know. It's tricky. It is. Um, I don't know. I don't want to give a cliche answer like that all, you know, all things have brought me to where I am because that's true, but oh, totally. I'm sure I've had some bad financial investments. I honestly don't know what they would be. Um, I would mm. say as a general practice, purchasing mm. courses, trainings, uh, whatever that are not going to be directly applicable at that time. Yep. That's almost always a bad thing. Like just, uh, like the, <laughs> sorry for saying it. it's like the the e-course circle jerk it's like, you know, it's like <laughs> just like buying online courses just to like that mental masturbation and you don't do anything oh, right with it. that's yeah. a bad idea and totally. actually i think something like 96 percent i don't know if it's this high, high. Anymore, but like yeah like 96 percent of people that buy online courses don't actually complete them it is depressing what? that's crazy <laughs> that's insane. so yeah. that Somebody, 96% of people that are watching this are like, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I have, I definitely have courses that I bought that I have not opened. There are definitely a few courses that have impacted me tremendously and that I go through on a regular basis, or I went through and actually implemented it um, once. But the amount of courses that I actually did that with 
and the amount of courses that I have bought is drastically different. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So yeah, that is a good one. I think it's, you know, it's just marketing doing a good job of selling urgency and scarcity um, is really what it is because again, they are probably going to open the doors again. And maybe at that time is when you actually need it versus, Oh my gosh, the doors are closing. I know last chance, three hours left. Uh, so, um, so, but it is, it's hard to have that restraint. Um, I've literally had to have a lot of my newsletters and a completely separate email address and like only go in there every once in a while because otherwise it's a death trap. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about you with my, my inbox because I know your inbox is like, Mm-hmm. color coordinated and like everything <laughs> is like perfect and I look at mine and I had to I had to spend oh, like God. four hours just to delete stuff like it's I, I, need, <laughs> I need you in my life, to like, my life I know right yeah I'm actually launching uh my triple threat program right now uh, when this airs and it's calendar inbox and social media like how to get your life tight with those three areas so funny enough I'll put that in the show yeah. notes too Yes, but, uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> but yes, my and I had a I had a a hatred relationship with my inbox for the longest time. I was just like, it shouldn't be that way because there's exciting things that come into your inbox. Like I love when people inbox me about a cool opportunity or just like, hey, like I implemented this and it was awesome, or hey, let's grab coffee. Like I love getting those emails. It's yeah. all this other crazy nonsense. And so, just how do I filter that out? So. You know, I only really need to see what's important, but also those other emails are getting taken care of when they need to be taken care of. Um, so, so it's a pretty, pretty interesting system. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, that's funny. We just talked about course buying and I've, I've made uh, right. another, <laughs> that sounded pretty good to me. I know. Uh, no, gosh, dang it. Well, uh, it is what it is, but and I would love to sit with everybody and, and do their inboxes. However, that, yep. that would be... <laughs> Yeah. that would be a lot well, this would be that would be one of the courses that uh, you would apply you know yes so. yes yes exactly yeah. so all right well where can people find you online where can people come to entrepreneurs dinner all that good stuff so first and foremost if you want to come to 10 entrepreneurs dinner uh, we'd love to have you we have some really cool stuff like recently we had one on a catamaran yacht uh, which was awesome we're doing one that's a mystery speakeasy uh, dinner experience so we'd love to have you if you're interested in coming to Entrepreneur's Dinner, go to entrepreneursdinner.com backslash apply. And I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. Yes, it will. If you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook. Search Robert James Collier and you'll find me on Facebook. And also on Instagram, I'm at Robert James Collier there. Easy enough. So pretty much every person needs to go and do all of those things right now. Um, and even if you don't live in Dallas, um, there's a lot of out-of-staters or um, international people as well. So it is it is not just for us Dallas peeps, even though um, that's where it's at right now. But um, and I think you have some exciting stuff, like maybe international, maybe, I don't even know, soon. I'm excited. Yeah. That is a little bit of a, a teaser that I don't, I don't even know what I'm teasing. I just know that... <laughs> something international happening so Um, so, well thank you so much robert for being on and and i really enjoyed the conversation likewise thank you for having me Uh, thank you for your support as always and looking forward to doing some more awesome things together thanks for listening to systems save me 
If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.